Psalm 23 is probably the most recognized, the most <laughs> memorized, the most quoted psalm in all the Bible, if not the most quoted and memorized passage of Scripture in all the Bible. Long, long been one of my favorites. My, my first experience with Psalm 23, um, I was 10 years old when I was invited by a friend to go to camp for a week. I didn't know this was going to be a church camp. I was okay with that. <laughs> so I go with my friend to this church camp for a week. My mom had volunteered to be a, a counselor for the week, and, and the theme verse for the week was Psalm 23. And that whole week, every day, we, we, during the Bible lesson time, we would study Psalm 23. And, and as a 10-year-old boy, even though I didn't come to, to a personal faith in Christ until I was 21 years old in college, as a 10-year-old boy, that's the first time I began to, uh, to understand that God was speaking to me and that God knew me and that God loved me and it was because of um, spending a week studying Psalm 23 at that uh, Christian campground in Reading, Pennsylvania. Tonight, I'm sorry, this morning, it's not Saturday night, it's Sunday morning, this morning I want to I wanna focus in on verse 5. Um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That, that verse has stuck with me the past several weeks. Psalm 23 was in my devotional reading about a month ago. And this, this verse, Psalm 23, 5, has stuck with me since that time. I've been studying it and reading it and, and thinking about it and, and researching it. And I've, I've, uh, I'm going to focus in this morning on, on what verse 5 has to say to us. You prepare a table before me. When, when we read those words, you prepare a table before me, Imme- immediately our minds go to a banquet table and a meal, right? I mean, it's just natural uh, for our minds to go there, to, 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 to picture that, the banquet table and the meal when we read that verse 5. So I, I want to just stop and say right now um, that it's important for us to stay within the context of the psalm. Okay, uh, important, always important to stay within the context of, of the passage. If, if you pay attention to this psalm, so far, so far the entire psalm has been written from the sheep's point of view. The psalm is written from the sheep's perspective. Uh, the sheep has talked about the good shepherd in verses 1, 2, and 3. Then in verse 4, the sheep begins talking to the shepherd. Right? So, so what is the sheep saying? Do, do you think it makes sense that the sheep is envisioning a large banquet table full of choice meats and vegetables and breads and desserts? Do, do you think the sheep is picturing a, a gathering of people around a large table, some of whom are, are enemies of the sheep? No, clear, clearly this doesn't make any sense. So again, we, we have to stay within the context of the psalm. The progression of Psalm 23 has brought the sheep from the lowlands through the dark and dangerous valleys up to the mountaintop. That, that is where the sheep arrives in verse 5. This, this is definitely coveted summer range. The top of the mountaintops, the high meadows, uh, where the grass is the richest, the water is the purest, the air is the cleanest. Both the sheep and the shepherd have longed for this trip. They've waited all winter to make this trip up to the summer pastures on top. They, they've been so eager to get there and make that trip, even though it is full of many dangers along the way. 
as you try to get to the beautiful summer pastures up on top, you have to go through some valleys that are dark and dangerous. And, and think about it. Everybody wants a mountaintop experience, right? We all want that mountaintop experience. Uh, the views are outstanding up there. The air is fresh and cool. The sheep's bellies can be filled there. Water is plentiful. It's the tableland for the sheep. The mountaintops are the tableland for the sheep. You know, if you research the best sheepland across the world, you will find that it always points to the mountaintops. It always points to the high meadows, and they're known worldwide as mesas. You've heard that word, mesa, right? What, what does the word mesa mean? Table. Mesa is the Spanish word for table, right? Mesas. These are high, flat-topped plateaus. Mesas are beautiful places on the tops of mountains where David would lead his father's flock after the winter up to the tabletop, through the dark and dangerous valleys, up to the beautiful meadows, up on top of the mountains. And guess what? This was not David's first trip back to the tabletop since last summer when he was up there with the sheep. David would have made scouting trips and work trips up to the mountaintop before they ever made that long journey after the winter. He had to climb up to the top and take care of the poisonous weeds that would be uh, throughout the grazing region in order for the sheep to have a healthy, safe uh, grass to feed on. The sheep are just too stupid to avoid them, right? So David would have to go on ahead ahead of them and remove those weeds in order for the sheep to have a healthy grazing region. David would do the work ahead of time to ensure the pastures were prepared for his flock. He, w- he would have all also likely spent time digging out the springs so they would flow better, clearing out the debris from the water holes. Again, so when the sheep arrive, they have healthy food and drink to take care of them when they're up there. So, so in essence, da- David is preparing the table. He is preparing the table land for the sheep before they arrive. I- again, verse 5 says, you prepare a table before me. Before me. That doesn't necessarily mean the sheep are there present watching him do the work. David has gone on ahead of them, before them, to prepare the table land for the sheep. So, so, so what about this phrase, in the presence of my enemies? In the presence of my enemies. S- certainly when you're talking about sheep, there's going to be predators around, right? A, a, a vulnerable, defenseless lamb is easy pickings for a meal <laughs> for, for, for most predators, So there's going to be predators around. There's going to be enemies around when you're talking about sheep. As David wrote these words, he he is no doubt reflecting on the time that he would both keep his eyes on the ground and the horizon, on the ground for the sign of the predators and on the horizon for the predators themselves who were usually lurking on the ridgetops. So the sheep making their way from the winter lowlands through the dark and dangerous valleys up to the tabletop mountain, the high meadows. Is this the only um, image of Psalm 23? Is this the only meaning of Psalm 23? Has anyone ever heard uh, the phrase double entendre? (laughs) Any English teachers or professors here this morning? So double entendre. This is a a word or a phrase that is capable of two different meanings. 
usually one of those two meanings would be risque, but not all the times, and certainly not the case here in, in Psalm 23. The table that David is referring to is not only the tabletop of the mountain for the sheep, he's also talking about the banquet hall table. The enemies to which he refers are not only the predators of the sheep, but David is also talking about his own enemies who were sometimes very close to him. And in, if this interpretation is, is true, it means that David did not write Psalm 23 in the pasture lands as a teenager when he was taking care of his father's sheep, but rather he wrote Psalm 23 during the latter years of his life when he had experience as the shepherd king of Israel. You know, it was common for a king to come home after a successful battle and have a huge banquet to celebrate. And the feast would be amazing. It would be full of the, the, the best meats and drinks and desserts known to the kingdom. And the spoils of war would be spread throughout the banquet hall. And, and the leaders of the army would be present at these banquets. Uh, also present would be political leaders and of course the family members of the king would be present at these banquets. Now among that group, there's almost certainly going to be at least one traitor, one predator if you will, just waiting for the king to make a mistake so he can pick him off and capture his throne. Now can you think of any enemies of, of King David that would have been present at, at, at some of these banquet banquets? I can name a few, perhaps Abner. Abner, who was the leader of King Saul's army, he would have been present at these banquets. What, what about his own son Absalom? David's own son Absalom, who we read about in 2 Samuel 15, enlisted the help of one of David's advisors to overthrow his kingdom and take over his father's throne. He would have been at that table, of course. Another son, Adonijah, attempted to do the same thing in the latter years of David's life as king. And I'm sure there were, there were other other enemies who would have been present at that banquet table. So enemies of the king. As David is composing Psalm 23, he, he's thinking about his time as a shepherd. Yes, as a teenage boy in the pastures, leading his father's sheep up to the table land, but he's also reflecting on his time as king. Several parallels that, that emerge here in Psalm 23. I just want to highlight a few as we wind down here this morning. David, as the writer of the psalm, can see himself as the shepherd when he was young. Again, he was known as the shepherd king as well. Yet, he is writing this psalm as if he is one of the sheep. He's, he's writing this psalm from the sheep's perspective. Now, in contrast... Jesus Christ, who is called the good shepherd, Jesus is also called the Lamb of God. Jesus, portrayed as new shepherd, as portrayed as shepherd in the New Testament, says some beautiful words recorded by John in his gospel. We, we read some of them. I read some of them this morning. I'm going to read a few more in a minute. But if Psalm 23, if Psalm 23 is written from the sheep's perspective, then you have John 10 almost written as if it's in direct response to Psalm 23. The words are coming now from the shepherd's point of view, Jesus' words in, Psalm, in John 10. In my mind, I, I, can, I can almost picture Jesus literally holding a scroll of Psalm 23 
or maybe reciting um, Psalm 23 from memory, and then he says, in response to that, what we read in John chapter 10, Jesus' words. Truly I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some of the way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Truly I tell you, Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Psalm 23 and John 10 fit hand in hand. They complement one another beautifully and perfectly. So getting back to verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Think about that. Can, can you say that this morning? Can you say with full confidence, <clears throat> To your good shepherd, you prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my enemies. Think about that verse for a moment. What, what, what does this very rich, deep, symbolic verse mean to you this morning? Can you draw any parallels from your life in Psalm 23? Let me, let me help you. I've, I've written down a few here. Just like David, you are a sheep. And you have a good shepherd who knows you by name and loves you deeply. Don't, don't, don't forget that. Don't underestimate that. You know, I think sometimes as Christians, we, we, we think God loves us. We even say those words, God loves me. Sometimes it doesn't always penetrate right here. And we don't always live like that. Sometimes we question does God really love me <laughs> after all the times I've screwed up? You have a good shepherd who knows you by name and loves you deeply. Know that. Embrace that. Accept that and live that. You are led by that good shepherd through the dark valleys of your life. You are never alone. He's always with you. The good shepherd, your good shepherd, he is intent, intent on getting you safely to the mountaintop, safely to the high meadows. That's his intention for you. 
He's intent on getting you safely to the mountaintop. Let, let, me, let me tell you something else. <laughs> he is willing to fight for you even to the death. He's already proven that. He's willing to fight for you even to the death. David would put his life on the line to protect the sheep. Wolves, bears, your good shepherd is willing to fight to the death to protect you and save you. You do have enemies all around you. We all do. You have enemies all around you. You will continue to have enemies all around you. That's part of the deal. Maybe right now your enemy is the coronavirus pandemic or, or maybe the financial recession that has ensued because of it and is severely hurting you right now. Maybe, that, maybe that's your enemy. Maybe because of all that's going on in, in our country and in the world, maybe, maybe a level of depression has begun to creep in for you. Maybe, maybe that's your enemy this morning. You will have enemies. But Psalm 23 says that you will survive. Psalm 23 says you will survive. For, for some of you, perhaps you are your own worst enemy because you find it so difficult to resist sin. But we can all rest assured that our victory is secure because the good shepherd is also the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God who sacrificed everything, took upon himself our sins and paid the ultimate price, his own shed blood. You know, we can visualize ourselves along with David at the banquet table provided by the good shepherd. Can you picture that? So, so wh- whether you envision that scene or whether you envision a beautiful mesa, a tabletop mountain where the grass is greenest, the water is the purest, the air is the cleanest, in either case, you and I are invited by the good shepherd to feast with him. So if you're a follower of Jesus Christ this morning, if you call Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, your good shepherd, then you are one of his flock. And you can truly say with full confidence, you prepare a table before me, even in the presence of my own enemies. And don't forget verse (laughs) 6. Surely goodness and love and mercy will follow all the days of my life. Amen. Father, we do bless your name this morning. We thank you for your faithful presence among us this morning. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. You've worked and moved and spoken to our hearts this morning. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, and we ask as we go from here, we would simply respond in obedience to you today. Father, dismiss us with your blessing. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.